Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Burundi. This country has the world's longest lake as its western border, and along that lake many have seen Gustave, a crocodile who's credited with eating hundreds of people over the course of his life, which is estimated at being 60 to 100 years. The country has seen two mass genocides in its history. The people here enjoy banana beer, which is an important part of social gatherings. It's generally placed in a large bowl and is drunk communally through straws by all who are gathered. This is Segment 1, Bare Bones. Location. It's in East Africa. Official name. Republic of Burundi. Short form, Burundi. Nationality, Burundian. Capital, Gitega. Total area, 27,830 square kilometers, or 10,745 square miles. Population, 12,666,615 as of 2022. Official language. There are three, French, Kirundi, and English. There is no official religion. Currency. Burundi franc. Form of government. Presidential Republic. Flag. It is divided by a white diagonal cross or X into red sections at the top and bottom and green sections on the left and right quadrants. There is a white disc superimposed at the center bearing three red six-pointed stars outlined in green arranged in a triangular design, one star above and two stars below. Green symbolizes hope and optimism, white, purity and peace, and red, the bloodshed and the struggle for independence. The three stars in the disc represent the three major ethnic groups, Hutu, Tutsi, and Twa, as well as the three elements in the national motto, Unity, Work, Progress. National Symbols Lion Segment 2, Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate It is a landlocked country about the size of Belgium, or slightly smaller than the state of Maryland in the United States. It is bordered by Tanzania to the south and east, Rwanda to the north, and Democratic Republic of Congo to the west. Burundi lies on a rolling plateau in the center of Africa. These plateaus change in elevation from a flat area between 1,500 meters rising to 2,000 meters, about 4,900 feet and 6,600 feet, and then descending to another plateau of 1,500 meters. This repeats, creating a rolling landscape. The highest point is Mount Heha at 2,684 meters or 8,806 feet. The lowest point is Lake Tanganyika, at 772 meters, or 2,532 feet. Yearly rainfall averages 130 to 160 centimeters, or 51 to 63 inches. There are two wet seasons, February to May and September to November, and two dry seasons, 
June to August, and December to January. Burundi is in the African Great Lakes region, a series of lakes which collectively contain 25% of the planet's unfrozen surface freshwater. This area is home to great biodiversity, including 10% of the world's fish species. About two-thirds of Burundi's western border is Lake Tanganyika, the longest freshwater lake in the world. It shares the lake with Democratic Republic of Congo, Tanzania, and Zambia. The Rivubu River, the source river of the Nile, flows along the northeast border with Tanzania. The northeast is relatively flat and includes lakes, swamps, and savannas. The southeast is relatively dry. Natural Hazards Flooding, Landslides, and Drought Environment Deforestation is a problem since little forested land remains due to uncontrolled cutting of trees for fuel. There is soil erosion due to farming and overgrazing and also a loss of wildlife habitat. Mining activities have caused environmental damage in many areas. Artisanal mining for tantalum removes natural soil cover, exposing bare rock that can leach toxic and radioactive elements. Brick quarries cause sedimentation and erosion. The government has not been able to provide safe drinking water to the country due to conflicts and damaged water supply facilities. One study reported that 50% of the respondents have had to pay bribe money to obtain access to safe water. The government recognizes the need for improvement and is working with many different agencies. The 2022 Environmental Performance Index, or EPI, provides a summary of the state of the environment for each country. Burundi ranked 151 out of 180 countries, with an EPI score of 30.5. Vegetation One of the largest remaining expanses of forest land is Kibera National Park, which, together with Rwanda's adjacent Nyungwe National Park, forms one of the greatest remaining tracts of mountain forest in East Africa and the most wildlife-rich ecosystem in the Albertine Rift. The country has lush vegetation with banana trees, palms, eucalyptus, cotton, bamboo, and coffee and tea plantations. The vascular flora numbers 2,909 species. Wildlife There are 101 species of mammals, birds, and reptiles which are threatened with extinction, 45 endangered species, and 56 vulnerable. Some of the threatened animals are the leopard, hippo, chimpanzee, and golden monkey. Hippos and birds are the main attractions for many. Out of the 163 different mammals found in the country, some are the honey badger, African buffalo, vervet monkey, water buck, bush pig, Egyptian mongoose, antelope, crocodile, lion, elephant, and red-tailed monkey. Bats make up 37 of these species. There are 716 different birds. Some of these are the osprey, barn owl, secretary bird, gray-crowned crane, and African gray parrot. There are 215 fish species, 56 amphibians, and 52 reptiles. The reptiles include 11 different snakes. Some are the puff adder, responsible for causing the most snake bite fatalities in Africa, the Jameson's mamba, 
and the savanna vine snake. The savanna vine snake, who is perfectly camouflaged, lives in shrubs and trees, and inflates its neck and strikes viciously. Bites are rare, but the venom is hemotoxic, affecting the blood clotting mechanism and causing uncontrollable bleeding. There is no anti-venom. Burundi has three national parks and six nature reserves. Lake Tanganyika is home to more than 2,000 plant and animal species and is one of the richest freshwater ecosystems in the world. Cichlid fish are some of the 600 endemic species found here. Many cichlids from Lake Tanganyika are popular aquarium fish due to their bright colors and patterns and interesting behaviors. Other fish species found here are the Tanganyika sardine and the Nile perch. There are also mollusks, copepods, jellyfish, shrimp, crab, and leeches. People The Twa, Hutu, and Tutsi people have been living in Burundi for at least 500 years. Hutus are the majority and make up 85% of the population. They were agricultural people with a short and square stature. The Tutsi make up 14% and were the cattle-owning elite who had a tall and thin stature. The Twa is a minority pygmy group. There has been continual conflict between the Hutu and Tutsi populations since its independence. A ceasefire agreement was signed in 2003 to settle the dispute. The country has three official languages, Karundi, French, and English, the newest one added in 2014. Of these, only Karundi is spoken by the majority, with an estimated 98% of the population speaking it. Burundi is unusual among African states in that it has a single indigenous language shared by its entire population. Although French has an important role in government, business, and among the educated, only between 3 and 10% of the population speak the language fluently. Swahili is spoken widely in the Great Lakes region. Burundi is densely populated with a high population growth rate. These factors, combined with land scarcity and poverty, place a large share of its population at risk of food insecurity. About 90% of the population relies on subsistence farming. Subdivision of land to sons and redistribution of land to returning refugees results in smaller, overworked, and less productive plots. Food shortages, poverty, and a lack of clean water contribute to a 60% chronic malnutrition rate among children. A lack of reproductive health services has prevented a significant reduction in Burundi's maternal mortality and fertility rates, which are both among the world's highest. With two-thirds of its population under the age of 25 and a birth rate of about six children per woman, Burundi's population will continue to expand rapidly for decades to come putting additional strain on a poor country. Historically, migration flows into and out of Burundi have consisted overwhelmingly of refugees from violent conflicts. In the last decade, more than half a million Burundian refugees returned home from neighboring countries, mainly Tanzania. Reintegrating the returnees has been problematic due to their prolonged time in exile, land scarcity, poor infrastructure, poverty, and unemployment. Repatriates and existing residents, including internally displaced persons, 
compete for limited land and other resources. To further complicate matters, international aid organizations reduced their assistance because they no longer classified Burundi as a post-conflict country. The Batwa, or Twa, also known as pygmies, are hunter-gatherers who live in the forest in small groups. Their livelihoods depend on the forests. Between 40,000 and 80,000 Twa live in Burundi, mostly in extreme poverty. Because they didn't have formal statutory rights to the land, the Twa people have been forced out of their forest areas, and these areas have been consumed for other uses. Due to this, almost all Twa are landless. Historically, they make clay pots, and some continue this tradition today, although they've lost access to the needed clay in swamp areas due to environmental protection regulations. Some ask landowners for the right to remove clay from their property to continue their craft, often in hopes of selling their pots to earn some money. The population density is among the highest in Africa, at 463 people per square kilometer, or 1,199 per square mile, in 2022. Conditions have deteriorated since renewed violence erupted in April 2015, causing another outpouring of refugees. In addition to refugee out-migration, Burundi has hosted thousands of refugees from neighboring countries, mostly from Democratic Republic of the Congo and lesser numbers from Rwanda. It was ranked as the world's least happy nation in 2016 in the World Happiness Report. Religion Christianity is the majority. Roman Catholic is at 58.6%. Protestant at 35.3%, Muslim at 3.4%, other at 1.3%, and none at 1.3%. The Constitution defines the state as secular, prohibits religious discrimination, and provides for freedom of conscience and religion. It prohibits political parties from preaching religious violence or hate. Laws regulating religious groups require them to register with the Ministry of Interior and religious groups must meet certain standards, including a minimum number of adherents, in order to seek registration. Traditional beliefs include a strong belief in fate as opposed to free will, where imana is in control and is the source of life and goodness. Traditional religion is a form of animism in which physical objects are believed to have spirits. There is great respect for dead ancestors. And in the Hutu tradition, it is believed these spirits often visit with evil intent. Whereas in Tutsi tradition, it is believed the ancestor's influence is more benign. Cattle are believed to be endowed with a special spiritual force. They are cared for according to specific customs dictated by the religion and are objects of prayer and worship. History Evidence shows the state of Burundi existed in the late 16th century. It emerged on the eastern foothills and expanded over the following centuries annexing smaller neighbors. The Kingdom of Burundi, in the Great Lakes region, was ruled by a traditional monarch with several princes beneath him. This princely aristocracy owned most of the land and required a tribute from local farmers, mainly Hutu or herders, mainly Tutsi. In the mid-18th century, the Tutsi royalty consolidated authority over land, production, and distribution 
forming a relationship with the populace who received royal protection in exchange for tribute and land tenure. The Hutu people were in the lower levels of society, and the very bottom of society were the Twa. There was some crossover in the status convention. Hutu farmers who acquired wealth were granted higher social status and called Tutsi. Correspondingly, Tutsi who lost their wealth were called Hutu. This is where the distinction between Hutu and Tutsi became more than an ethnic difference. Instead, it became a socio-cultural one. From 1884, the German East Africa Company was active in this region. When heightened tensions and border disputes broke out in the area, it led to the German Empire stepping in to protect its interests. In 1891, the German Empire established the colony of German East Africa, which included Burundi, then Urundi, and Rwanda, then Rwanda, and the mainland part of Tanzania, formerly known as Tanganyika. During the late 1880s, German armed forces were stationed in Rwanda and Burundi, and the location of present-day Gitega served as an administrative center for the Rwanda-Urundi region. During World War I, Belgian and British colonial forces, part of the Allied powers, attacked the German colony, forcing the German army to retreat. After the war, in line with the Treaty of Versailles, Germany ceded control of the western section of the former German East Africa to Belgium. In 1924, Rwanda-Urundi became a Belgian League of Nations mandate territory and considered a Belgium colonial empire. While a German colony and while under the control of Belgium, Burundi still maintained its monarchy. On January 20, 1959, Burundi's ruler Mwami Mwambutsa IV requested Burundi's independence from Belgium and dissolution of the Rwanda-Urundi Union. In the following months, Burundian political parties began to advocate for the end of Belgian colonial rule and the separation of Rwanda and Burundi. In 1962, Burundi gained its independence from Belgium and legally changed its name from Rwanda-Urundi to Burundi. Burundi became a constitutional monarchy with Mwami Mwambutsa IV serving as the country's king. On September 18, 1962, Burundi joined the United Nations. In 1963, King Mwambutsa appointed a Hutu prime minister, Pierre Nguyen Dumwe, but he was assassinated on January 15, 1965, by a Rwandan Tutsi employed by the U.S. Embassy. In 1965, when King Mwambutsa appointed a Tutsi Prime Minister, although the majority in Parliament were Hutu, tensions were further increased. As Rwanda was dealing with ethnic polarization between the Hutu and Tutsi, the Burundi Tutsi grew increasingly fearful of losing political power. A failed Hutu-led coup in 1965 triggered a purge of Hutu officials and set the stage for Tutsi officers to overthrow the monarchy in 1966 and establish a Tutsi-dominated republic. A Hutu rebellion in 1972 that resulted in the death of several thousand Tutsi civilians sparked a brutal crackdown on the Hutu civilians by the Tutsi-led military, which ultimately killed 100 to 200,000 people. International pressure led to a new constitution in 1992, 
and democratic elections in June 1993. Burundi's first democratically elected president, Hutu Melchior Nadaye, was assassinated in October 1993 after only 100 days in office by Tutsi military officers fearing Hutu domination, sparking a civil war. The war caused severe economic disruption and dislocation, where the affected people became dependent on international humanitarian assistance. Because of the ongoing war, hundreds of thousands fled to neighboring countries. An estimated 200,000 people were killed during the 12 years of civil war. Between 1993 and 2003, many rounds of peace talks ensued, overseen by regional leaders in Tanzania, South Africa, and Uganda. These gradually established power-sharing agreements to satisfy most of the contending groups. In June 2004, the UN stepped in and took over peacekeeping responsibilities as a signal of growing international support for the already markedly advanced peace process in Burundi. In 2005, the second democratic election took place and resulted in the election of Pierre Nkurunziza as president. With this, the UN shut down its peacekeeping mission and refocused on helping with reconstruction. In 2007, Burundi, along with Rwanda, joined the East Africa community. In April 2015, the ruling party announced that President Pierre Nkurunziza would seek a third term in office. Protests broke out with protesters claiming that Nkurunziza couldn't run for a third term in office, but the country's constitutional court agreed with the president. This led to a coup d'etat on May 13 of 2015, which failed to remove Nkurunziza. When he returned to Burundi, he began purging his government and arrested several of the coup d'etat leaders. Protests continued, and over 100,000 people fled the country, causing a humanitarian emergency. In September of 2016, the United Nations Human Rights Council established the Commission of Inquiry on Burundi, and violations documented included arbitrary arrests and detentions, acts of torture and cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment, extrajudicial executions, enforced disappearances, rape, and other forms of sexual violence. In 2018, a constitutional referendum was voted by 79% to approve an amended constitution that ensured that Nkurunziza could remain in power until 2034. However, to the surprise of most observers, Nkurunziza later announced that he didn't intend to serve another term. So in May 2020, Evarista Ndeya Shimye, a candidate who was handpicked by the National Council for the Defense of Democracy Party, won the election with 71% of the vote. On June 9, 2020, Nkurunziza was announced dead at the age of 55 due to cardiac arrest. Some have speculated that it may have been COVID-19 related, but this is unconfirmed. Current Political Humanitarian Issues Because of weather, it was estimated that about 1 million people would face severe food insecurity between January and March 2022. This was due to the rising water level of Lake Tanganyika and the overflow of rivers. 
Other factors influencing food insecurity are sustained repatriation flows and the impact of COVID-19. There are cross-border conflicts that persist among Tutsi, Hutu, other ethnic groups, associated political rebels, armed gangs, and various government forces in the Great Lakes region. Conflict between Burundi-Rwanda Burundi's Ngozi province and Rwanda's Butare province dispute the two-kilometer square hilly farmed area of Sabanerwa in the Rukurazi Valley, where the Akinyaru River shifted its course southward after heavy rains in 1965 around Kibinga Hill in Rwanda's Butare province. There are 84,961 refugees and asylum seekers from Democratic Republic of the Congo. There are 84,791 internally displaced persons. Some ethnic Tutsis remain displaced from intercommunal violence that broke out after the 1993 coup and fighting between government forces and rebel groups. There are 767 stateless persons. Burundi's government has been repeatedly criticized by human rights organizations, including Human Rights Watch, for the multiple arrests and trials of journalist Jean-Claude Kuvumbagu for issues related to his reporting. Amnesty International named him a prisoner of conscience and called for his immediate and unconditional release. Trafficking in Persons This is at Tier 3, which means Burundi does not fully meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking and is not making significant efforts to do so. The government worked with an international organization to provide training to immigration officials, identified victims of trafficking abroad, and conducted public awareness campaigns with an international organization. However, authorities did not convict any traffickers for the fifth consecutive year and did not investigate, prosecute, or convict officials allegedly complicit in human trafficking. The government did not have standard operating procedures to identify and refer victims to services and did not have adequate protection services for victims. Authorities continued to lack a clear understanding of trafficking despite the government providing training to immigration officials. The 2021 Country Reports on Human Rights Practices has an extensive list of issues. Some include serious government corruption, abuses by the government involving unlawful or arbitrary killings, forced disappearances, torture, or cruel and inhumane treatment. There are politically motivated reprisals against individuals in another country, interference with privacy, and serious restrictions on free expression in media, including violence or threats against journalists. There is a lack of investigation of and accountability for gender-based violence and crimes against ethnic minorities. Burundi scored 14 out of 100 in the 2022 Freedom in the World report and is classified as not free. Government. It is a presidential republic. Executive branch. The president is chief of state and head of government. He appoints judges, is commander-in-chief, and in charge of executory tasks of the government. The president is directly elected by absolute majority popular vote in two rounds, if needed, for a seven-year term, eligible for a second term. The vice president and prime minister are both nominated by the president 
and endorsed by Parliament. There is a cabinet, the Council of Ministers, who are those of senior level in the executive branch and includes the Prime Minister. Legislative Branch This is made up of the Senate and the National Assembly and confirms the President's appointments and is in charge of policymaking. The Senate has 39 seats with 36 members indirectly elected by an electoral college of provincial councils using a three-round voting system, which requires a two-third majority vote in the first two rounds and a simple majority vote for the two leading candidates in the final round. Three seats are reserved for trois, and 30% of all votes are reserved for women. Members serve five-year terms. The National Assembly has 123 seats. 100 members are directly elected in multi-seat constituencies by proportional representation vote, and 23 co-opted members. 60% of the seats are allocated to Hutu, 40% to Tutsi, and three seats are reserved for Trois. 30% of the total seats are reserved for women. Members serve a five-year term. Judicial Branch The Supreme Court and Constitutional Court are the highest courts. The Supreme Court has nine judges. It's organized into judicial, administrative, and cassation chambers. The Constitutional Court has seven members. Supreme Court judges are nominated by the Judicial Service Commission, a 15-member independent body of judicial and legal profession officials. They are appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate. Constitutional Court judges are appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate and serve six-year terms. There are several subordinate courts. The legal system is a mixture of Belgian civil war and customary law. There are 21 registered political parties and 18 administrative divisions. It is one of the few republics in Africa to have had a female prime minister. It was Sylvia Kanigi, who served from July 1993 to February 1994. There is universal suffrage for those 18 and older. The National Defense Forces, or FDN, are the Army, Ministry, or Public Security, and National Police. There are approximately 30,000 active-duty troops, the majority being ground forces. The FDN is armed mostly with weapons from Russia and the former Soviet Union, with some Western equipment largely from France. Since 2010, the FDN has received small amounts of mostly second-hand equipment from China, South Africa, and the United States. Voluntary military service is available for those 18 years of age. There are 760 deployed with the Central African Republic and 5,400 in Somalia. In addition to its foreign deployments, the FDN was focused on internal security missions, particularly against rebel groups opposed to the regime, such as National Forces of Liberation, the resistance for the rule of law Tabara, and popular forces of Burundi. These groups were based in the neighboring Democratic Republic of Congo and have carried out sporadic attacks in Burundi. Citizenship Citizenship is not granted at birth. The father must be a citizen of Burundi to receive citizenship by descent only. Dual citizenship is not recognized. Residency requirement for naturalization is 10 years. 
economy. It is a resource-poor country with an underdeveloped manufacturing sector. It is heavily dependent on aid from bilateral and multilateral donors, as well as foreign exchange earnings from participation in the African Union mission to Somalia. Several inherent weaknesses have prevented the implementation of planned economic reforms. These include low governmental capacity, corruption, a high poverty rate, poor education levels, a weak legal system, poor transportation network, and overburdened utilities. The country scores 39.4 out of 100 on the 2022 Index of Economic Freedom, with 100 representing the greatest amount of economic autonomy from government intervention. It ranked 172 out of 180 nations. In the sub-Saharan African region, it is ranked 45th among 47 countries, and its overall score is below the regional and world averages. It is now considered one of the world's most seriously repressed countries. Agriculture accounts for 38.9% of the GDP and employs more than 90% of the population. Industry accounts for 17.8% and services 43.4%. Land use is 73% for agriculture, 6.6% forest, and 20.1% other. High rural population has led to a scarcity and degradation in land, which has contributed to low levels of agricultural productivity. Agricultural products include cassava, bananas, sweet potatoes, plantains, beans, vegetables, potatoes, cashew nuts, maize, and taro. Natural resources include nickel, uranium, rare earth oxides, peat, cobalt, copper, platinum, vanadium, arable land, hydropower, niobium, tantalum, gold, tin, tungsten, kaolin, and limestone. Industries include light consumer goods including sugar, shoes, soap, beer, cement, assembly of imported components, public works construction, and food processing, mainly fruits. Exports. This amounts to $145.1 million in U.S. dollar value for 2021. The top goods exported are gold, coffee, tea, coated flattened rolled iron, and rolled tobacco. The main export partners are United Arab Emirates, Uganda, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Pakistan, and Tanzania. Imports. This amounted to $691.2 million in U.S. dollar value in 2021. The top goods imported are refined petroleum, packaged medicaments, phosphatic fertilizers, raw sugar, and cars. The major export partners are China, Saudi Arabia, India, Tanzania, and United Arab Emirates. Unemployment rate for 2021 is 1.8%. Poverty rate. Over 70% of the population live below the poverty line as of 2022. Urbanism and architecture. This is one of Africa's most densely populated countries. Concentrations of people tend to be in the north and along the northern shore of Lake Tanganyika in the west. Most people live on farms and villages near areas of fertile volcanic soil throughout the highlands. 
people living in urban settings amount to 14.4% of the population, with 1.139 million in Bujumbura. Bujumbura was the capital since 1962, but in 2019, Parliament voted to make Gitega the political capital, while Bujumbura would remain its economic capital. All branches of government are expected to move from Bujumbura to Gitega by 2022. Cities are composed of old urban centers, basically unchanged since its independence. There has been great urban population expansion related to the war in 1993-94, when people fled to the cities when their agricultural land was destroyed. Yet, it is still one of the least urbanized countries in the world. There is no addressing schema in place except for the oldest of city neighborhoods, so people must identify their living location with other surrounding landmarks. Traditionally, housing was built with mud and straw, or of wooden sticks forming a beehive-shaped hut in the country. These are gradually being replaced by brick or adobe rectangular homes with roofs made of tin, clay, or tile. Each house is surrounded by a courtyard, and several houses are grouped together inside a wall of mud and sticks. The Twa live in very small houses, where there can be seven people staying in a single room. Inside, there are often no seats or beds. The ones who do have beds will scatter grass on them to serve as a mattress. Family and Households Each family generally has their own house, and when married, the woman becomes part of her husband's family. In Tutsi tradition, wives and husbands live separately, but in Hutu families, they share a house. Most people sleep on mats, which they roll up in the morning. Each family may have a family vegetable plot where they grow beans, bananas, peas, cassava, sweet and standard potatoes, carrots, cabbage, and tomatoes. This provides the meal for the day for the family. If families do have livestock, it's generally goats. Some few do have cows or even pigs. In the evening, with no electricity, there is no TV viewing. The family may have a battery radio or a mobile phone. Weekends usually include going to a church service and for children attending Sunday school. Holidays are spent visiting grandparents or playing. Marriage. It is tradition for the father to find the first wife for the son. There's a meeting between the parents of the young man and the parents of the bride-to-be to discuss issues such as bride wealth. This is like a dowry and is given by the groom's family to the brides. Traditionally, it is cattle or goats, but today may include cash, clothing, or furniture. It is delivered on the wedding day when the bride leaves her parents' home to take part in the festivities at her husband's home. The bride's parents don't attend the wedding ceremony. A wedding is the main occasion on which meat is eaten. Child-rearing Children are highly valued and partly viewed as insurance for the future. Children are usually born at home, assisted by midwives or other women. After six days, the child is presented to the family in a ceremony called Ujusahor. The child is then named in another ceremony where the paternal grandfather bestows a proper name, a clan name, and one or two nicknames. This isn't done until the child reaches one year of age, since infant mortality is high.
Children are breastfed for as long as possible. At about two or three years of age, they begin to eat the national diet. Children are carried along with their mother, either tied to their backs or perched on their hips. Most children begin their day with some household chores. Some fetch water, and others will help with some cleaning. Children then head to school walking, usually barefoot, for about 3 to 4 kilometers, or 1.8 to 2.5 miles. Many don't eat breakfast or lunch. When the children return from school, they usually help their parents either with attending to cattle, livestock, or cultivating the family vegetable plot. After this, children will do homework with the help of the light from a kerosene stove or an open fire. Children are taught proper behavior and family values. This includes training on treating elders with great respect and responding promptly and willingly when they are called for. Male Tutsi children are given extensive training in public speaking, storytelling, traditional dances, and military skills. Hutu children are taught work ethics at an early age. Children generally have toys made from local items, such as a bundle of rags and twine used as a football or soccer ball. Manufactured toys are rare. Parents don't generally play with their children, but if the father is up to it, he may occasionally treat the children to a traditional tale after dark, around a fire. Education is viewed as a path to a better future for a child, but realistically, they may learn to develop agriculture, grow a cash crop and save up enough to buy a bicycle to help transport produce to markets further away. Etiquette There are various forms of handshaking. One version is touching one's left hand to the other person's elbow. People stand close together when conversing and often continue holding hands for several minutes after shaking hands. It is considered rude to turn down food or drink when offered. Culture Cattle are a symbol of health, happiness, and prosperity and play a significant role in the culture. A typical Karundi greeting, Amashyo, translates as, May you have herds of cattle. Other status symbols are spears, carried on ceremonial occasions, and drums. The ultimate symbol of power was the drum of the king. A young man considered it one of the highest achievements of stature if he was selected to play the king's drum. Ibi korwa rusangi is the practice of enhancing the community. This is done each Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m., when everyone in the country stops what they're doing to do something of value, like planting a fruit tree, picking up trash, or cleaning hospitals. This custom was developed to promote cross-cultural relations. Traditional clothing for women includes a brightly colored wrap and white clothing for men. Around the cities, Western-style clothing is the norm. Crime and legal issues It is illegal to take pictures of government buildings, military installations, and key infrastructure, such as airports and border controls. You could be detained or arrested, fined, and you could have your equipment confiscated. Do not take photos of Burundians without their permission. Burundian law criminalizes consensual same-sex sexual acts with penalties ranging from fines to imprisonment of three months to two years, but prosecutions are rare. 
People have, however, been detained based on their perceived sexual orientation. There were also reports that members of the LGBTQI community were threatened, beaten, and arrested by local administrators and other citizens with the support of security forces. Sexual and domestic violence, including rape, is a widespread problem. In some cases, police and magistrates require victims to pay the costs of incarceration for the perpetrator. Doing business. Office hours are Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 12 noon, then from 2 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Social provisions. Salaried workers are covered by the labor code. There is a voluntary coverage for persons with at least six consecutive months of previous coverage. Self-employed persons are excluded. The source of funds is from the employer and employee. The benefits are old age pensions for those who are at least 60 with at least 15 years of coverage, disability, and survivor benefits. Pregnant women and children younger than five receive free health care. For others, salaried workers, they are covered by the labor code. Medical benefits include medical and dental care, surgery, hospitalization, appliances, and medicine. Maternity coverage is 50% of the employee's wages paid for up to 12 weeks. Salaried workers are eligible for work injury coverage. There is also coverage for temporary and permanent disability. These provisions cover the wife of the employed if she isn't employed and the unmarried children younger than 16. Education. It is considered a great blessing to be able to attend school in Burundi. Education has been free since 2012. It is compulsory for children ages 7 to 13. Primary education includes the six grades between the ages of 7 and 13. The next level, lower secondary, comprises an additional four grades. Upper secondary includes three further grades. Exams are administered in the last year of primary school, as well as examinations in the 10th year to determine eligibility for upper secondary. A final examination is given in the final year of upper secondary, known as the Diploma for the End of Secondary Study. Primary school completion rate was 53% in 2021. Lower secondary completion rate was 30% in 2021. Upper secondary school completion for females was 3.8% and for males 7.6% in 2017. For higher education, there is the University of Burundi. Out of the six member states making up the East African community, Burundi is the first country with high adult literacy rates. The 2021 report notes that at least 88% of males and 83% of females are literate. Healthcare. There is limited intake of fat and protein in the diet. As a result, a disease called kwashiorkor is common. Kwashiorkor is a severe form of malnutrition due to a lack of protein or other essential nutrients in their diet. The main symptom is too much fluid in the body's tissues, which causes swelling under the skin or edema. Daily routines are interrupted by sickness, especially malaria, which is endemic and may require a hospital visit. Child death is relatively common. 
At times, parents are forced to stay at the hospital until friends and family rally together to pay the bill for the medicines. The fertility rate is 5.03 live births per woman. Infant mortality rate is 42.4 per 1,000 live births. Burundi is experiencing a malaria epidemic in most of the country. It is a serious disease spread by mosquitoes and occasionally fatal. Some other diseases that are in the country are hepatitis A and B, yellow fever, rabies, measles, meningococcal, COVID-19, influenza, cholera, typhoid, schistosomiasis, sleeping sickness, chikungunya, Crimean-Congo hemorrhagic fever, dengue fever, leishmaniasis, lymphatic filariasis, river blindness, Rift Valley fever, West Nile virus, Ebola, and Zika. Also, AIDS, HIV, is a major threat to the country. About 11.8% use tobacco. Life expectancy. This is 69.6 years for women and 65.3 years for men. That was from 2022. Food. The diet is heavily made up of carbohydrates, vitamins, and minerals. Meat accounts for less than 2% of the diet, so they consume little to no protein and little fat. Staple foods are maize, beans, bananas, and sometimes milk. Common foods beyond these are corn, peas, millet, sorghum, cassava, and sweet potatoes. Fish is consumed in the area around Lake Tanganyika. Meal preparation is very labor-intensive. The cassava root is washed, pounded, and strained, and sorghum is ground into flour. This becomes pancakes or porridge. The porridge is rolled into a ball with one hand and dipped into gravy or sauce. Beer is an important part of social gatherings, where it's generally placed in a large bowl and is communally drunk through straws by all who are gathered. People use locally available crops to produce different beers. Each local area has a different source. Some are sorghum, maize, ginger, honey, and banana beer. In the western part of the country, bananas are cultivated and are a major source of income. The crops come monthly. To prepare for the beer, they peel the bananas, put them in a water trough made from a tree with water and grass. They're covered for five days. That's the brewing process. After brewing, the liquid is fermented for three days. It is highly prized in the country. Every week, they head out to markets in different cities where the brewers sell their beer. Burundi has become one of the world's largest exporters of bananas, with Europe being its largest market. Some popular dishes. Ugali, a type of stiff maize flour porridge. This dish was added to the UNESCO representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Maharagwe is a classic stew of vegetables and beans with greens. Other ingredients are coconut milk, tomatoes, onions, and potatoes. Ibi harage is navy beans with fried onions, garlic, and a spice mix of coriander, cinnamon, ginger, cassia, nutmeg, and cloves. Beans and bananas, a sweet and savory dish made almost like a chili, with red kidney beans, bananas, onions, and hot chili pepper. Arts. 
Literature involves mostly oral traditions that include stories, legends, poems, riddles, and songs. This is a way of passing down history and culture from one generation to the next. Storytellers are highly respected. Baskets are woven by Tutsi women, made from papyrus root, fibers, and banana leaves, and decorated with mud dyes in elaborate patterns. Other handicrafts include leather goods and ironwork. The Twa are famous for their pottery, which is a tradition dating back thousands of years. There are many variations of song, some with a short refrain and a strong beat, others rhythmic with shouts and trills. There's also whispered singing, which is performed at a low pitch so that the accompaniment of instruments can be heard more clearly. Some instruments used are the inanga, an instrument with six to eight strings stretched over a hollow wooden bowl, the idono, a fiddle with one string, the ikusehama, a clarinet-like woodwind, and the ikimbe, a linguaphone. Drums are important as musical instruments and as symbols of power and status. A form of traditional drumming known as karyenda is an important part of the cultural heritage. One famous group is the Royal Drummers of Burundi. Dance is an integral part of the culture. One form of Tutsi dance has gained international attention. The troupe Les Tambuineres du Burundi has performed in New York and Berlin. They are dressed in leopard fur and headdresses and enact an elaborate choreography of leaps. It has its roots in the dances of the royal court in the time of the Tutsi kingdom. Celebrations and Holidays New Year's Day, January 1st, Unity Day, February 5th, President Antaria Mira Day, April 6th, Labor Day, May 1st and 2nd, Ascension Day, May 26th, Independence Day, July 1st, Eid al-Adha, July 10th, Assumption Day, August 15th, Prince Louis Rawagasore Day, October 13th, President Nadadaye's Day, October 21st. All Saints Day, November 1st, and Christmas Day, December 25th. Kubandwa is one of the most important religious festivals. It celebrates the grain harvest and pays homage to Karanga, a spirit said to be leader of all the dead ancestors. During this ceremony, young men take part in traditional dance and chants with decorated bodies. One of them is dressed as Kiranga. The festival ends with people bathing in a stream in a cleansing ritual. Sports. Football, or soccer, is the national sport. Mancala is also very popular. The Burundi women's national volleyball team qualified for the 2021 Women's African Nations Volleyball Championship. In 1996, Burundi won its first gold medal in Olympic history. It was won by Venuste Niongabo in the 5,000-meter race. Transportation. There are seven airports, one of which is paved. Slightly more than one-tenth of the roads are paved. There is waterway transport mainly on Lake Tanganyika between the port in Bujumbura and lake ports in Tanzania, Zambia, and Democratic Republic of the Congo. National highways are in poor to good condition, although large potholes are common. During the main rainy season from February to May, Many roads become impassable. 
Flooding and landslides also destroy bridges and block routes. Many roads in the interior are in disrepair. There is a general lack of lighting, traffic signals, road signs, and road shoulders. These conditions make driving dangerous, particularly outside of towns and at night. Poor driving standards and pedestrians, cyclists, and livestock on the roads create further hazards. When traveling outside of Bujumbura, be aware of increased risks of ambush and highway robbery, which usually happen at night. Motorists in Burundi should be careful to keep their doors locked and windows closed when driving around the capital. Service stations are scarce and fuel shortages are common. Professional roadside assistance is not available outside the capital. Communications Less than 1% have fixed telephone line subscriptions. 56% have mobile phone subscriptions. In early 2018, the government started the Burundi Broadband Project, which aims to deliver national connectivity by 2025. International bandwidth capacity has continued to increase in recent years. Two of the mobile operators have launched 3G and LTE services to capitalize on the growing demand for Internet access. There is one satellite Earth station, one Intelsat. The government, supported by the World Bank, has backed a joint venture with a number of prominent telecoms to build a national fiber backbone network, offering onward connectivity to submarine cable infrastructure landings in Kenya and Tanzania. State-controlled Radio Televisión Nacionale de Burundi operates a TV station and a national radio network. There are three private TV stations and about 10 privately owned radio stations. Transmissions of several international broadcasters are available in Bujumbura. Burundi's media are self-censored and receive occasional government censorship. The main source of information for many Burundians is the radio. Internet users are 9% of the population. Energy 11% of the population have electricity. It produces electricity, exports none, but imports some. It generates 33% from fossil fuels, 62.8% from hydroelectricity, 2.3% from solar, and 1.7% from biomass and waste. There is no coal production or consumption. There's no natural gas production or consumption. It produces no petroleum, but consumes refined petroleum, which it imports. Travel. Gitega is home to the Gitega National Museum, with a vast collection of artifacts and antiquities from Burundi's past. Bujumbura. Sites in the city include the university, which is the only one in the country. There's also the Independence Monument, which overlooks Lake Tanganyika and the city of Bujumbura. The Living Museum is great for seeing the ancient and modern crafts used in Burundi. It sits on Lake Tanganyika where you can see hippos, sunbathing, and spot a crocodile. On weekends, there are several beaches along the lake that have dance parties. You may want to try a unique but delicious flavor of the mukeke fish, which is typically grilled or fried and found only in Lake Tanganyika. Ruzizi River National Park, just outside of Bujumbura. When the plains are flooded here, they attract hundreds of animals. Hippos are just one of the animals which can draw a crowd of tourists. 
It's also a bird watcher's paradise. Some of the migratory birds that visit are sandpipers and plovers. Ruvubu National Park is the largest park in the country. It's home to some of the largest and most impressive animals in the country, including buffalo, crocodiles, and hippos. The park is also home to many species of rare plants and flowers. Preservation of the park is one of the country's top concerns. The Kigwena Natural Forest is a dense forest with baboons, monkeys, and various species of butterflies and birds. A guided tour is available through the country's Environmental and Conservation Institute. The Kibera National Park is largely occupied by primeval rainforest and was once used as a sacred hunting ground by the country's former kings. Now it's a protected area home to baboons, chimps, and more than 200 kinds of bird species. The United States State Department issued a travel advisory on April 18, 2022, Level 3, Reconsider Travel to Burundi Due to Crime, Health, and Political Violence. Violent crimes such as grenade attacks and armed robbery occur frequently. Though Westerners are unlikely to be targeted, the risk of being in the wrong place at the wrong time is high. Local police lack the resources and training to respond effectively to crimes. Medical services in Burundi fall well below U.S. standards, and there are no adequate trauma services in the country. If you do need medical care, you will be asked to pay cash in advance and may be denied treatment if unable to do so. Credit cards are generally not accepted. Insurance companies are not billed. In an emergency, a medical evacuation would likely be necessary. Emergency medical and fire services are limited or non-existent in some areas of the country. You must contact a doctor or hospital directly. Counterfeit medications are common and may prove to be ineffective, the wrong strength, or contain dangerous ingredients. Medication should be purchased in consultation with a medical professional and from reputable establishments. Power outages occur frequently and may affect public services such as access to potable water. Public transit is unregulated, unreliable, and generally unsafe due to overloading, reckless driving, inadequate vehicle maintenance, and the risk of petty crime. Hire private transportation from a reliable source. United States Embassy personnel are prohibited from using public transportation, including taxis, taxi motos, taxi bikes, and buses. Fatal collisions occur frequently. Due to security concerns, the bus depots near the former Central Market are also off-limits to U.S. Embassy personnel. If you use a taxi, negotiate the fare before beginning your journey. Taxis are not metered, so confirm with your hotel what fare you should be expecting on your trip. Air pollution is a significant problem in several major cities in Burundi, primarily due to the lack of regulation on fuel and vehicle exhaust and burning trash. Consider the impact heavy particulate pollution may have on you and consult your doctor before traveling if necessary. Segment 3. Who is? Prince Louis Rawagasore is Burundi's national and independence hero. He was a Burundi nationalist and prime minister. Sylvia Kanigi was prime minister of Burundi from July 10, 1993 to February 7, 1994, 
and the first and, to date, only woman to hold the position. Alexis Sinduhije is a Burundian journalist and politician. After founding Radio Publique Africaine during the Burundi Civil War, Sinduhije received a CPJ International Press Freedom Award and was named to the Time 100 list of most influential people. In 2007, he left journalism to run for president, but was arrested in 2008 on a charge of insulting the president, Pierre Nikurunziza, drawing protests on his behalf from the United States, United Kingdom, and Amnesty International. He was found not guilty and released in 2009. The film Kamenge Northern Quarters follows Sinduhije before, during, and after his incarceration. Gilbert Tuhabonye is a Burundi-born long-distance runner, author, and motivational speaker. He was born in Songa, a town in the commune of Songa, Burundi, where he survived a massacre during the Burundian Civil War. He moved to the United States and wrote a book about his survival. Gerard Niungeko is a judge of the African Court on Human and People's Rights, a position he was appointed to in 2006. At the time of his election, he was professor of law at the University of Burundi at Bujumbura. There, he holds the UNESCO Chair in Education for Peace and Conflicts Resolution. Dr. Niungeko is also a consultant to the Political Affairs Commission of the African Union. Segment 4. Who Would Have Thought? Burundi is famous for being home to a notorious man-eating crocodile, Gustave. It has been said that he has killed as many as 300 people from the banks of the Ruzizi River and the northern shores of Lake Tanganyika. Since he has not been captured, only estimates of his size are known. One report says he is easily more than 18 feet, or 5.5 meters long, and weighs more than 2,000 pounds, or 910 kilograms. With these numbers, he is estimated to be over 100 years old. Some feel this must be inaccurate since he has a full set of teeth still, and at that age he should be nearly toothless. He is known for the three bullet scars on his body. There have been several attempts to capture him, and even a film documenting facts about him and focusing on his capture called Capturing the Killer Croc. The last known sighting was in 2009, in one unconfirmed report stating that he had been killed in 2019. Interesting Info In 2014, the president of Burundi banned jogging as an activity, stating that this can help people plan subversive anti-government activities. When a cow dies, the meat is eaten, and the horns are planted in the soil near the house. It is thought to bring good luck. In the past, the country's rainforests were home to one of the world's largest crocodiles. Its western border is Lake Tanganyika, the longest freshwater lake in the world. The country has a natural landmark named Source du Nil, and as the name implies, thought by some to be the true source of the Nile River. German explorer Burkhardt Waldecker identified the Burundi source of the Nile on November 12, 1937. It took possibly four years for him to trace the 4,350 miles between where the Nile empties into the Mediterranean and this source. It is merely a trickle of water 
flowing from a spring on Mount Kikizi. Waldecker placed a stone marker on the nearest mountaintop to remind people of the river's source. Later, he replaced a stone pyramid bearing a Latin inscription, which roughly translates to the southernmost head of the Nile. Burundi officially left the International Crime Court, or ICC, on October 27, 2017, the first country in the world to do so. The move came after the UN accused the country of various crimes and human rights violations, such as extrajudicial killings, torture, and sexual violence, in a September 2017 report. The ICC announced on November 9, 2017, that human rights violations from the time Burundi was a member would still be prosecuted. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Burundi. Next time, we'll learn about a country which has the largest religious structure ever built within its borders. It was built to the Hindu god Vishnu. Here is where the Aspera dance originated, a dance which is such a symbolic feature of the culture that it was inscribed on the UNESCO representative list of intangible cultural heritage of humanity. It's home to many interesting and unique animal species, including the first and currently the only species of terrestrial mollusk known to be bioluminescent. The Prime Minister, single, and serving since 1985, is an avid social media user who insists that he wouldn't appoint anyone to be a provincial governor who isn't knowledgeable in the use of social media and smartphones. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Cambodia. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout out in my next episode and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout-out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners. Please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.